0: Did you know there are only seven ways to handle all disease? In this episode of the Energy Healing Podcast, we are going to explore those seven particular areas and how it affects you. And by the way, it affects every single person on the planet. My name is Harun Rubani. I am an energy healer and I train energy healers too. And I've been in this business of helping people transform their lives for well over two decades. So before we get started, make sure you hit the like button and click to subscribe and make sure you hit the bell icon as well so that you get notified about future episodes. So the biggest thing that I really want to get through to you is all about taking responsibility for your own health. Because the only person who truly has real vested interest in your well-being, the only person all the time is you. My friend, Dr. John Gray once told me that your health and your relationships are everything. The rest is just stuff. So let's explore these seven areas that affect every single person's health. And we're gonna do it in reverse order. The number seven, the terminal stage. Ultimate stage of any kind of disease is the terminal stage. This is when someone has stage four cancer, for example, or they've had a major heart attack or a major stroke, and there is no good end in sight. So the only kind of care is palliative care. So this is really about preparing them for death. That's how it is. So that's really a stage that nobody wants to get to. Number six, the symptomatic stage. This is where the doctors will point out to you what symptoms you have and what disease you've got, and you work at that symptomatic level. So you may receive medication, pharmaceutical drugs, or you may get surgery. Now the thing is, when you work at that kind of level, there's a high chance that it can happen again. So, for example, people who've had chemotherapy may get cancer further down the line. Most of us are witness to that to some degree. While I'm on the topic of allopathic medicine, I have to say that I do not take sides with any one of them, whether it's allopathic or functional or energy healing. You as the patient, you as a person who owns your health makes the choices. You decide which is best for you there are four reasons for having surgery the first reason is you've got various symptoms and none of the non-surgical methods are working for you the second reason for surgery is your pain or your condition is getting far worse and there is very little choice the third reason is that your quality of life is declining rapidly and the fourth is because your doctor told you so The trouble with surgery, of course, is it has a mortality rate, it has a morbidity rate. There is a chance that during surgery, people do die. There are also 16 other complications associated with surgery that you want to avoid. For example, your operation leaves you with scars. The sutures open up. You have excessive bleeding after surgery or even during surgery. Your body can't cope with the anesthesia. For example, you suffer from severe fatigue as a result of the surgery. Number five, accumulation of toxins. These toxins could have been as a result of side effects from the drugs you've taken. It could have been as a result of alcoholism or smoking. It could have been due to heavy metal poisoning or an accumulation of free radicals. It could also be genetic. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why you have toxicity. At this level, your organs or your symptoms could be suffering, but you haven't actually quite noticed as yet. There may be telltale signs, but the symptoms haven't really emerged fully as yet. Number four, metabolic imbalances. It could be that you're suffering from diabetes and have a heart condition. For example, it could be caused by missing enzymes, abnormal reactions to chemicals, or nutritional deficiencies. Number three, your lifestyle and incorrect ways of dealing with the world. It's the way you live. Are you somebody who exercises? Are you somebody who's sedentary? Are you a couch potato or are you a fitness fan? It could be to do with an unhealthy diet, so you're taking a lot of fast foods, a lot of red meats, a lot of processed foods, and you're not eating enough vegetables, enough fruits. It could be that you're constantly dehydrated. You're not drinking enough water. Your body is 70% water by mass and volume, but 99% by actual molecular structure. It could be due to lack of sleep because sleep is desperately needed for recovering, rejuvenation, and healing of your body. It could be due to self-harm, or it could be to do with a form of self-harm called smoking or various addictions that affect the chemistry of your body. All of these lead to the symptomatic stages that you see later. So you'll have an increase in stress, depression, obesity, eating disorders, chronic fatigue, autoimmune disease. All of these happen as a result of this stage and the second stage number two having the wrong mindset. Mindset is so important. I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Marcus in 2010 when he presented at a big seminar I was running about dealing with cancer. And he demonstrated through all the evidence all the different things people are doing across the world to deal with cancer naturally and effectively. And so I asked him, given you've got all these different interventions to deal with cancer, how much does the mind play in the healing from any disease. Here's what he said, 99%. If you've got a negative mindset and you're constantly pessimistic about stuff in life, if you're walking around having absolutely no vision for life, no hope, The studies have demonstrated people with that kind of mindset do develop cancer later on. Not everybody, but a lot of people. If you're somebody who's constantly angry, then you're going to start developing conditions with your liver, with your gallbladder, if you're somebody who feels like the sweetness of life is totally gone and everything's really bitter, then there's a very good chance you will develop diabetes. But of course, the mindset impacts and influences what you do with your lifestyle. And what you do with your lifestyle, if you're somebody who craves sugar and stuffs yourself with sugar all the time, then there's a good chance you're going to develop diabetes because you're trying to fulfill the sweetness from your life with the cake, with the sugary stuff. And this directly impacts how your life turns out. And this will directly impact your physical health as well as your mental health. At some point, you may have wondered how negative thoughts affect your brain. A study found that a habit of prolonged negative thinking diminishes your brain's ability to reason, to think and form memories, essentially drain your brain's resources. Another study reported in the journal American Academy of Neurology found that cynical thinking also produces a greater risk of dementia. So whilst people who reach the final stages, so number seven, which is the terminal stage, they will receive palliative care. People who get to the symptomatic stage will generally opt for allopathic medicine. People who have toxicity in their system and organ imbalance will often go to a functional medicine practitioner or some other form of complementary health practitioner. What is the role of functional medicine? By identifying and treating the root cause of an illness, functional medicine has a much higher chance of properly treating the patient. Functional medicine clinics use scientific principles, advanced diagnostic testing and treatments to restore balance in a patient's physiological process or processes. When it comes to mindset and lifestyle, this is where you desperately need a holistic life coach or a psychotherapist or a functional medicine practitioner. So what is the number one level at which health and wellness is impacted? It is at your operating system level. What is your operating system? It is your soul or your soul set. Now, people who are atheists and don't believe in spirituality and believe in a Newtonian world that once you die, that's it. Well, you won't get it, and I understand that. But for those who are spiritual, and you can be spiritual without being religious, they will understand, or or people who believe consciousness surviving death, they'll totally understand this. So here's what happens. Your spiritual being, you as a soul, make a decision. You have a purpose to come into this life. You make a promise to yourself of how you're gonna live this life. And you come into this life, and this drives many of your experiences. So the question is, how do you change your health? by working at that level. This is where past life regression is very useful. And there's scientific proof that this works. This is where spiritual healing is useful. This is where you will turn to a mystic. This is really working at the deepest level. So you might wanna know how spirituality affects your health. Spiritual practice of whatever denomination affects people's mental health. It boosts their immune system, increases longevity. They help the person feel connected It brings meaning into people's lives. So the question is, can you work on one level and fix everything? And my own particular perspective is actually no. You have to work on all levels. You have to work on the spiritual or the energetic level, as I call it. You have to work on the mindset, the lifestyle. If you've got organ imbalance, then you've got to fix that imbalance. You've got to redress it and create more balance and harmony. Sometimes you have symptoms and you can work directly with the symptoms. So for example, if somebody is constantly in pain in this moment in time, you have got to deal with the pain right now. There's many levels you can work at. You don't have to work on one level at a time. You've got to decide at what level you want to play at. If you decide you want to work at the symptomatic level, good luck, because symptoms will go away, but the root cause or the seed cause, as I call it, do not go away. So working on the seed cause actually impacts on all the other levels. What happens when healing fails? If the current modality of healing or method doesn't work for you, seek a second opinion and a third and a fourth until you have healed. Never give up on you. Of course, as an energy healer and as a meditation teacher, one thing I would strongly recommend to everybody you should inculcate or should consider inculcating into your life, and that is number one, meditation. Meditation starts creating space in your mind so that you can really start hearing your own voice rather than everybody else's opinions, including mine. So meditation is all about helping you to get clarity and focus. And there are so many areas of your life that meditation helps you. Meditation will help you in your mental health. And if you're mentally alert, mentally aware, then that means you make better lifestyle choices and you won't be so negative and you'll develop more emotional resilience. Second thing I strongly recommend is movement work like Qigong, which is very healing and yoga. Yoga has the impact of working on every single organ of your body and it uses the power of breath as well as movement to start working at a very deep level. Yoga not only helps your physical health, you'll be surprised to know how yoga helps your mental health as well. The regular practice of yoga reduces stress, anxiety, it may fight depression, it improves sleep, which has a direct influence on moods. These are backed by scientific research. A third thing I would strongly recommend is self love. Self love is absolutely critical for mental health and well being, which obviously will impact on your physical life. Self-love isn't about looking in the mirror and go, oh, look at me. I love me. No, that's not self-love. Self-love means taking care of your mind, taking care of your body, taking care of the actions you take, your lifestyle, your mindset. It's working at a very deep level. Self-love also means that if somebody does something bad to me, that I'm quick to forgive and release and let them go. That's their journey, not mine. When you get on a plane and you sit down before they take off, what do they say? They say to you that in case of an emergency, put the oxygen mask on your face first. Once you've done that, then put it on your baby or whoever's sitting next to you. Why do they say that? Because within seconds, because of the change in pressure and the lack of oxygen, you are highly likely to pass out. So you are absolutely no good. So self-love is putting oxygen on your face first. I hope you found this episode of the Energy Healing Podcast useful. My name is Harun Rabani. Make sure you share, make sure you like, and make sure you subscribe. And I will see you next time. Thank you for watching.